from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. All right, welcome to Wednesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports as we kick off a brand new day. Around the horn we go. Ward, good morning. How are we? Outstanding. He's outstanding. Can you beat outstanding Ryan Fox? I am wonderful, Tom. Wonderful. There you go. All right. So we're we've got all the all the good stuff out of the way. Ah, oh, man, oh man. You know, there are days where you just go, What in the world are we going to do today? Well, today's not one of those days. Today is can we get two more hours out of the boss so we can do all of this stuff? I mean, NFL trade deadline, high school football shifting games, World Series last night, uh, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff coming up. Big college football games coming up this weekend. There is just a million and one things to talk about this this morning, and we're going to try to get to them all. We're, we're going to go fast, we're going to go furious, and we're, we're going to try to get to them all. Uh, we will begin. Did anybody watch any of the World Series? Just a little bit. Okay. Not much. All right. Did you did you didn't catch much of it? I did, did not. All right. So and, and normally I'm not critical of the announcers because I don't you know I, I genuinely don't care. I can watch the game for myself and figure things out or try or at least I think I can. Uh but last night it was driving me insane when the play by play guy. And I don't even know who his name is. And you made a good point. It's just not right without Joe Buck. Ward, I mean, it really hits it. You just became accustomed to Joe Buck and John Schultz doing the game. But anyway, with that's a sidebar. Whoever was doing the game last night, he kept saying, and he was right. I mean, he was mathematically correct. The Philadelphia Phillies are two wins away from a world championship. That was game three. Pump the stinking brakes. Couldn't he? He very well could have said, "A win tomorrow night by the Astros evens the series. Then the series becomes a best two out of three in in you know, and two of the three games are in Houston. That's so. That's it was game three. Ward, if he if the Phillies had a three games to one lead, then you start looking because then they're just one win away with with uh, three to play. They just need one, and you get that. And look, the Phillies played great last night. Defensively, they were outstanding, and they absolutely clobbered the baseball with five home runs. I, I get all that, and we'll get into that a little later on, but the my point was, come on, Fox. Come on, director, producer, whoever's in charge. Tell the guy in his ear, slow down, breathe, you know, I know it's your first World Series uh, for for us, but let's don't get ahead of ourselves. And that's what he did. It was game three. It was 1-1 going into the game last night. Somebody had to take a two-games-to-one lead. It happened to be the Phillies at home. Pump the brake. 
<laughs> but anyway, that was just my my criticism and my critique of the of the television crew. John Smoltz, I'm just telling you, I think he gives you some information and some insight to to the game that's really to me is is, is interesting from a uh, spectator's point of view. Oh, he's real good. He just does a great job. I mean, he doesn't talk above you. I mean, he talks to you, which is kind of cool. So anyway. Uh, did you see where there, uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Was there a major trade? Did, did you see that? I think there was 19 trades at the deadline yesterday. Was, was, was there one in the NFL that just blew your socks off? I didn't see one. No, not really. I didn't see one. Uh, Chubbs to Miami was, was a big one, but it didn't, I don't think it was, you know, was it earth shattering? No, no, not, not like, not like, uh, McCaffrey to, to San Francisco mm-hmm. a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what we were talking about this morning. Look, just because just because there wasn't anything earth-shattering at the deadline yesterday doesn't mean there wasn't, you know, that's a big-time move. That's a big-time move. So, uh, and, and it's already paid dividends for those guys. So, good for, you know, good stuff there. But, you know, yesterday I didn't think there was anything earth-shattering. Does it change, you know, does that move make Miami the favorite to win it? Mm, probably not. I don't think so either. So I think it improves their 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 lot. And they didn't. I mean, if I read it right, they didn't actually have to give up a ton. So anyway, I mean, the Bills getting Hines is a pretty good move for them. Yeah. They, they needed a durable running back. He is one. So how about the wide receiver that, that the Packers picked up? That that helps that offense. Did uh, you? <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> I, I I don't understand why the Packers didn't do anything. What are do they anything. doing over there? I, I don't know, and I I just I can't figure out why. Over the past three seasons, yeah, they've refused to give Aaron Rodgers any weapons. I, mean, I don't get it. They've gone out the door. They just haven't come in the door. I, I, they they refuse to give him any weapons. That was the one, I guess, that not that there was a earth-shattering move, that the fact that Green Bay didn't make a move. And I thought they would. I really did. I thought they'd go. Maybe they couldn't find a wide receiver that fit their needs that you they could get for what they were willing to give up. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. Were they Were they shopping? Did they have the basket out and going down all the aisles? Again, it's been three years since he's been given, you know, a legitimate weapon. So I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> just Unless they keep expecting him to walk out the door and he just doesn't do it. I, I don't know. I have, I don't know why they don't. I was a little bit surprised the Cowboys didn't go get a wide receiver. They tried. Yeah, but they've got the money. They didn't try hard enough. I, I was listening to. Uh... To a couple of programs yesterday, and I mean, th- they tried. I think their trade partner wanted a little bit more than what the Cowboys were willing to give up, so they did a little shopping. I well, I mean, okay, I get that, but to me, with this defense as good as it is, and it is good, I don't know why you don't push your chips all on the table. So let me just ask, and, and, and I don't want to fall, fall too far behind this thing, but do you the the the, the combination 
the combination that the Cowboys have right now uh, with 88, 13, and 84, does that, that trio, that's what I consider your starting three, your two wideouts in your slot, does that, does, is that not a capable receiving core with the running game you have and the defense you have to win a championship? No. See, I think it is. I, I think CeeDee Lamb, as the season evolves, will. I mean, I don't think that he is a clear one, but I think he's getting there. And I'm still not sure that Gallup is 100%. I just I don't think they have a number two. If you're going to go with CeeDee Lamb as your number one, they don't have a number two that's a big enough threat to make him a good number one. You don't think Gallup's? No. Oh, I do. I think Gallup has the foot speed to be that guy that goes And Brown has kind of impressed with his ability to make plays. I I, I like the receiving core. And again, it's complemented by the quality tight end play that they get. And they do have tight ends that can go catch the football. They got two or three of them. And a couple of them look like wide receivers to me. I mean, I don't know. We're going to find out as as this thing unfolds. Because I, I do think that the Cowboys would rather run the football than throw the football right now. I think, you know, with Zeke and, and with Pollard and the offensive well, line. That, you're trying to protect that defense, and that's what a good team would do. But, right? again. Which is clearly going to take them as far as they go. Right. But you still need that threat. So when Gallup is a hundred percent, you don't think his he he's a a deep ball threat. See, not, I think he's a more of a deep ball threat than C.D. Lamb. Would you agree with that? Hmm. Just from a pure uh, foot, foot speed situation. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Hmm. See, I, I do. I think. I think that's. I think that's what he's. I think that's going to be his strength. Because I, and maybe he is a hundred percent. But I don't. I, I don't. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like he's a hundred percent. I mean, he just. He just doesn't have that burst like he did before the knee injury. And, and huh? And they try to get him going early against Chicago as well. They got him on a couple like short routes and stuff, but. They didn't try to go to him deep like we're accustomed to to seeing them do. So I don't think he's a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, to me, he is run that fly route, big boy, mm-hmm. and let's see what happens. But we'll see. But again, they did do a little shopping. They just didn't pull the trigger, Ward. But that doesn't surprise you about the Cowboys, does it? No, it shouldn't. I mean, I, it it <laughs> no. does. It from their past record, no. But it does this year because again. They've got such a good defense, a real good defense that can take them a long way. I, I think you push all your chips on the table. It's been since 1995. Let's get this thing done before this window closes. But if you didn't have, as as, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the Cowboy organization. If you didn't have faith in this group to begin with, why are you why are you letting Wilson get go to Miami? Why are you letting Amari Cooper get out the door? Well, because Jerry Jones was pissed at Amari Cooper. Because he didn't get vaxxed? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe so. 
This would be a better wide receiver core with Amari Cooper. Well, I don't disagree yeah. with that. I mean, come on. It'd be a better wide receiver core. Wilson was from, you know, was still in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's be honest. It, it would be. But is this wide receiver core good enough to get you to a championship game? You don't think so, and no. I do. You know, only time will tell. And does it so. come down to that? I mean, does it come down to their inability to make make big plays? I don't. I don't know. The way their defense when, when, is playing. When you get to those games, yes. Well, we will. We will. We will see if they even get to those big games. They I mean, may not. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Justin on our CNC Collision Center text line. Roquan Smith to the Ravens, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. League's leading tackler. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Seven twelve, and we will get to some high school football. There was, there's been what nineteen or twenty games that have kind of been shuffled, including your your game on mm-hmm. this week. So Temple and Coppers Cove will now play on Thursday night. Yeah, seven o'clock kickoff. A seven p.m. kickoff, and we'll have the game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, thirteen thirty a.m. FM, so keep that in mind. That'll be Thursday night. I'm not a big proponent of moving these games, except for this week I get it. If you get into a lightning delay and end up having to finish on Saturday, uh, then that may wreck your playoff plans because there's some that want to play on Thursday night. If, If I understand the rules right, if you play on Saturday, you cannot play on Thursday. You cannot play on Thursday. I don't know. I have no idea on that. I, I think I'm right when I say that. I, uh, I just know that if, if you run into the everything's due by midnight. You got to have everybody certified. Right. And so if you run into lightning on Saturday, then you're in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I and you want to get everything lined out if you have to do the, you know, especially – 6A is is kind of set because of the home field advantage that you have, but everything else below that, you got to figure out. 5A is too now. You got to figure out where you are going to go mm-hmm. and you know what fields are going to be available and everything else. There's a lot of moving parts that you got to get done this weekend. So and, I understand the movement. Yeah, I get, and that's what I said. It, it, this is the last week. Five A also the, the the champion gets to host. That's a, that's a new twist this year. It's now six A and five A, where that first place team is going to be is going to be hosting. But you're right. You got to get them certified, and then you've got to. Uh, and again, there's a. I know that a lot of coaches have already made arrangements, and some of these coaches, particularly these champions, they want to play on Thursday night, and if they're fortunate enough to win, then they can go scout the next week. If you're if you're planning on playing on Thursday night, you cannot be playing on Saturday. You just can't. So uh, I I kind of get that. So there's several games that have been moved from Friday night to Thursday night. We'll go over that list a little later on in the program. All right, we're off and running. Seven fifteen. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show tonight at seven p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight, not live from Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas, and hear from Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and head football coach Dave Aranda. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show tonight at 7 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. First word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries. And at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. Game Time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace.
719, welcome back. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will talk uh, Big 12 football with Josh Neighbors. We'll do that for you here uh, coming up in a few minutes. Right now, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, last night. Uh, so you did see a little bit of it. I, I, I turned over at halftime for just a few minutes. <laughs> I flipped over during a commercial break to check out, what was it, Ohio and mm-hmm. who was it? Ohio and I don't even remember who. Ohio and Kent State. Yeah, Ohio. I mean, and it wasn't even close. It was like 40 to 20 or something. I don't know. No, Ohio had Buffalo and Kent State had Paul State. Okay. Whichever one was on ESPN. Both. Uh, well, one was on ESPN. The other was on ESPN 2, I believe. Well, whichever uh, one Paul was on State ESPN. Beat Kent State 27-20. Ohio State blew out Buffalo 45-20. That's the one I flipped to. And I saw the score that wasn't even close. I went, nope, I'm out. Back to the baseball. And we went back to the baseball. And look, it, it's a seven-game series that was one game. I, I can't imagine Philadelphia beating the Sox off the Astros again. But if they do, they do. But for right now, I'm not going to make too much of that game. Lance McCullers, well, they, they, I mean, they pounded the baseball. He's a guy that loves the off-speed pitch, slider, breaking ball, change up. And the Phillies had a, had a great plan, and they attacked McCullers in the strike zone, and they swatted five home runs, and, and none of them, well, maybe one, but most of them were not cheapies. And, and as Dusty Baker pointed out in the postgame, four of the five were off-speed pitches. He did They did hit one fastball for a home run, but Dusty Baker was asked about was McCullers tipping his pitches, and everybody just assumed that, you know, that the Phillies were, you know, for lack of a better term, in the in the Astros' dugout, and Dusty Baker, he, he, he put a stop to that. No, not really. I mean, <clears throat> you know, four out of the five homers they hit were all speed pitches. And, and they hit one fastball that bomb hit um, a fastball. Now, that's not anything I notice. I mean, you know, guys are always looking for, for something, always looking to see if they're tipping their pitches. And, uh, uh, you know, we didn't see anything. I mean, sometimes they just, they just hit you. You know what I mean? And uh, like I said, uh, you know, who knows? They might have been sitting on all speed pitches because that's what they hit out of the ballpark. Isn't that refreshing? He basically said, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes they just hit the baseball. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, there doesn't have to be this conspiracy theory. There doesn't have to be a real big reason. The fact of the matter is the Phillies took good at bats. McCullers left balls in the zone. And they teed off on him in the conversation. Now, there was the camera had the, you know, they had the, the tight shot of, of Harper talking to Bomb, you know, and then Bomb goes up there and, and does his thing. And, and so now there's this, there's this big, what, what did, what did Harper see? Well, he, whatever he saw, that, that happens every day. Guys talk in the dugout about, approach and you know watch a guy strike out and come back to the dugout and see 90 percent of the time that he doesn't tell the the guy going to the plate something it just happens 
Here's well, that's part of what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You're a yep. teammate for Pete's sake. Yep. Here's Dusty Baker. I mean, <clears throat> you know, he's a very astute uh, baseball player, very astute person. And uh, that's what teammates do. That's what good hitters do. They pass on whatever information that they can, that they can find and see. Now, whether he passed on information, you know, to, to actually help him, that's that's between him and his teammates. But, uh, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's that's what guys are supposed to do. That's between he and his teammates. Not the media, not .com, not everybody on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, it just it's, it's, it amazes me sometimes. They played the game the way they're supposed to play the game. They help each other out, you know. It's just like a scouting report, Ward. Uh, This guy's a pull hitter. You know, let's move the outfield a little bit to the left. It's just what you do in playing the game. Mm -hmm. Here's a simple simple statement for you. Philadelphia played the game better, better than Houston played the game last night. They did. They pitched it better. They played better defense. Everything. They played better last night than Houston, and therefore they won the baseball game. They happened to win the baseball game by hitting a bunch of home runs. If that would have been, you know, a bunch of singles and doubles and they still scored seven runs, would it be all this stuff that we're talking about today? No. And I know some of those home runs were very majestic. You know, they were, boy, they hit them, they hit them a ton. I get it. And, and you, you, you kind of felt like, hey, did they know that was coming? But – and maybe they did, but that's what, you know, that's what teammates do. I mean, they look and, you know, if you're not doing that, you're not trying. And, you know, if, if I see something in his approach and I go back to the dugout, I'm going to tell you. Well, I mean, some days, you know, teams just catch fire. Hitting is contagious. Mm-hmm. It just is in baseball. And last night, they got hot. Harper hits a two-run homer. In the bottom of the first, game on. I mean, it was. I mean, and that crowd was crazy. You know, I don't know that they ever sat down. (laughs) I think the best line I heard last night was, uh, why do they even have seats in this place? (laughs) You know, because they don't use them. They stood there in front of them. Uh, So I I thought it was, you know, it, it was a cool atmosphere. It was a, you know, it was game three of the World Series for Pete's sake. Philadelphia won. Let's see what happens tonight. Tonight's to me, is that pivotal game. Either the Astros get right back in this thing, even the series up, turn it into a two out of three with two of the three games being in Houston, or Philadelphia takes a commanding three games to one lead, needing just one more win, uh, either at home or in Houston to, to win the series. To me, tonight is the game. Not last night like the guy from Fox was, I mean, just going nuts. They're two wins away. Well, yeah, okay. They started the night three wins away. Why didn't you say that? I mean, you know, it's the same thing. But anyway, all right, 727, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to go over that list of some of the games that are being moved. Uh, We'll also visit with Josh Neighbors. From the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12, get his thoughts on what's going on in the conference. And also, uh, we'll talk to him maybe a little bit about the the new TV deal. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. 
But first, we got to get to the Cowboy Report. And the Cowboy Report with Christy Scales is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check them out today at richardcarr.com. Everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. With a six and two record entering the bye, quarterback Dak Prescott assesses what the team needs to accomplish in the second half of the season. You'll hear from Dak after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas, and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Cowboy players are enjoying time away from the star during the bye week. But before leaving, quarterback Dak Prescott was asked what he thinks this team, now with a 6-2 and record, can accomplish in the second half of the season. When you play for this organization, you know what the ultimate goal is. Um, so let's not be mistaken about that. However, you can't get ahead of yourself. And it's about taking it one day at a time, one game at a time, one week at a time. And right now we're going to go enjoy this bye week and know that uh, we've got to take care of ourselves this week. And then after that, get right back to it, put our heads down, as I said last week, and grind. As I complimented the men we have in the locker room, that, that that's who we have in the culture that we've built. So stay within the moment and where our feet are and beat the team and the man and the, the unit that we were the day before. And I know we can get to where we want as long as we do that. Players don't have to return to work until Monday. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A two-run homer in the bottom of the first by Bryce Harper was the first of five round trippers for the Phillies and a 7-0 win over the Astros. Philadelphia now leads the series two games to one with game four tonight in Philadelphia. The first college football playoff rankings has Tennessee in the top spot, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. There were 12 trades reported just before the NFL trade deadline yesterday. Neither the Cowboys nor the Texans were involved in any of those trades. The Duco basketball season gets underway tonight at the Highlands Gym. Former Baylor assistant Bill 
Denzel Brock leads the High Lassies for the first time against Blinn at 5.30, while Kevin Gill starts his 21st season at the helm of the Highlanders, hosting Blinn at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 732, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock, it's the John Morris Show. And Toby Rowland, our good buddy, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, will be on the program uh, to visit with John Morris, previewing the the, uh, Baylor and Oklahoma games. So keep that in mind. Right now, we talk Big 12 football. We say good morning to Josh Neighbors. Josh, uh, the uh, college football playoff uh, has been released, the, the first poll anyway. Was it a disrespect to TCU that they're number seven behind a one-loss Alabama team? You know, we should have saw it coming. I mean, they do this every single year, and they always upset us. And there's, I, I mean, there's what five SEC teams in the top eleven? Um, Three you know, in the top LSU. six. Yeah, I mean LSU being up there was was really surprising, right? Being number ten. Now, I think that was more of matchup set up than anything but um you know Ole Miss is up there too and so I mean as much as we get to sit here and say well TC will have a chance to pass and that is true the one problem is you know they've got they've got really good games coming up for Alabama so if Alabama you know can work their way through uh a top 10 LSU team and then you know if uh, Ole Miss gets bumped up and a top 10 Ole Miss team TCU is going to have a, a tough time jumping them. And, um, you know, there's still a lot of other stuff that has to play out. But, you know, you just think – you look at the schedule and you heard what, what Boot Corgan had to say last night. And the one thing I think we asked for is make it make sense, right? Make it make sense to us. And they started talking – he started talking about, well, TCU's played a lot of close games. <laughs> yeah, they've won them all. I, I mean, yeah, and Alabama's played some close games. They have not won them all. So what do you want? And we're not talking about, you know, TCU ripping through a schedule, no disrespect like UTSA, but this isn't UTSA's schedule. This is a Big 12 schedule that's had four had four consecutive games against AP Top 25 teams. And the AP Top 25, not always great, but it's, it's aggregated. So it's a bunch of people who, you know, know the sport and taking the average, you know, of, of what they are ranked, and that's how they're ranked. So – they were all ranked teams. They beat them back to back to back to back to get themselves to where they are. They're a perfect team right now, record-wise. Alabama's not. And, um, you know, I, I, I know Alabama's resume is still good, but TCU's is just as good when you look at how many ranked wins that they have. So, to me, it, it, you know, it didn't make much sense. We were talking about, well, TCU's played some close games. Like, yeah, who cares, though? They want them all. I, I just – that part bothered me because I don't, I don't fully understand that. I could not agree with you more. When he said that, I about fell off the couch. I mean, hang on a second. 17 penalties and, and Texas loses their starting quarterback or your butt gets beat in that game. Uh, so right. I, it makes no sense whatsoever. So let's just cut to the, to the chase here. And I heard this the other day, and it was, it was plain and simple. One of the talking heads who, who's kind of in tune with this with this college football playoff thing, said if you are an undefeated team 
in the pow- in, a, in a Power Five conference, you'll be in the playoff. Do you believe that? Well, oh my goodness, I I don't know. I don't think I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. No, because what you know, like, there is a situation, there is a world in which let's just say Georgia runs the table, Alabama runs the table, the rest of the way. And, you know, let's just say Georgia's twelve and one, and Alabama's twelve and one. And Clemson's perfect, and Ohio State's perfect. I mean, is TCU getting in over Alabama or or one loss Georgia? You know, let's just say let's just say in this situation, Georgia's your SEC champion at twelve and one, or excuse me, Alabama's your SEC champion champion at twelve and one. Georgia's one loss is the SEC SEC title game. Are they going to keep out Georgia because of one loss, the title game after going twelve and zero? And you know, are, are they going to do that? I, I don't know. And you know, should they? I mean, I think TCU should be in that situation, but they're setting the standard right now that they're saying, well, you know, because you've played some close games and we like the logos elsewhere, <laughs> uh, that we're going to do that. So I don't think that's a guarantee. No, I do not think it's a guarantee if you're undefeated. And, and here's the weird part about this is that um, this this entire conversation is going to become a, a, you know, a moot point here pretty soon, right? Um, once we go to 12, we'll start debating about different stuff. Once we hit the, you know, the 12 team playoff, the conversation will change, but, uh, and these are the first rankings. There's a lot of football left to play, but there's definitely a world where I can see an undefeated power five team being kept out. Yeah. A hundred percent. I can see it. In the big 12 this week, Texas, Kansas state. Is that the biggest game in your eyes? Yes. Yes, I I am. I think the slate this week is very good, but that Kansas State game between them and Texas, you know, Kansas State was so good last week. Um, I think people are riding high, and a lot of folks think that hey, Kansas State is in the pole position number two, if you will, to go to a Big Twelve championship game. And Texas, you know, I think we kind of forgot because they looked so bad against Oklahoma State. They're now sitting there, and they've got a lot of questions they have to answer. But Vegas has them as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And Will Howard looked really good last week, but Texas's defense is a different kind of challenge. That Oklahoma State defense is – you know that's a really bad passing defense. And so I think it allowed Will Howard to showcase how much better he has gotten. But I'm curious that once the defense takes a step up in competition that he faces – i.e. Texas, they're not great all the time, but I think it's a much improved defense. Then we'll, we'll get some more questions answered because I think the debate whether it should be Adrian Martinez or Will Howard is a, it's a valid one, um, and there are a lot of different layers to it. It kind of depends on what your mileage is on running the football, how explosive you feel your passing offense has to be. So, the, you know, Kansas State, while they looked awesome last week, They've got some questions they have to answer in-house, and Texas does too because of how bad Quinn Ewers looked. So I think it's fascinating because uh, both teams have questions. Both teams have stuff they have to clean up as well as we head into the weekend. Do you see a scenario where both teams in the conference championship game could have at least one, maybe even two losses? 100% 100% one. I mean, that TC, the TCU schedule the rest of the way is not an easy, you know, it's not an easy schedule that they have. I mean, Tech this weekend, Tech had a, yeah, they did not look good last week against Baylor at all. 
But still, they've got at Texas, at Baylor, and Iowa State left. Iowa State's not very difficult, but you, you know, you, so at that Texas, at Baylor's, I mean, you could easily see them splitting those two games. They'll be underdogs at Texas. So I can see that. And I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, if, if Texas wins this weekend, then you're looking at a situation where Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Baylor, if they win this weekend, and Texas are all, are all there at four and two in the league. And that's if Oklahoma State wins too. And we'll see, because I'm really, you know, it sounds like Spencer Sanders might not be in great shape, which is really sad. But yeah, I mean, we're going to get at least one at that point in time, right? Because then you got a four-way mixer at the number two spot and everybody's got two losses. So if you want the kind of chaotic situations in the league, and um, it's going to be fun if it's the case, Texas pulling the win this week, that, that number two spot, that battle gets, becomes fascinating the rest of the way. West Virginia and Iowa State this weekend, is that the forgotten game in this conference? Uh, I'd like to forget it's happening. Yikes. I mean, I think the fans like to forget it's happening, too, for both these teams. Um, you know, Hunter Deckers for Iowa State, I just have to mention this. They, they Matt Campbell, whether you're trying to gas him up or, or whatever you want to say, really made an effort this offseason to convince people how good Hunter Deckers was going to be, how confident he was and how strong his arm was. And I'm not that offense has a lot of issues. Uh, Matt Campbell said this running back room was really deep, but it's obviously not the case. But, man, I'm not sure if you guys saw some of those interceptions he threw the other day. They were horrible. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I guess I could see kind of some of the decisions that he was making, but he really, really has struggled at certain times. And, look, I actually thought he played okay against Texas. Comes back against, you know, Oklahoma, and it just was not, not a strong effort. I will say this, John Haycock, I guess, I guess we're just going to do a top 25 defense at Iowa State every single year because they've been tremendous. It's been awesome to watch. So give them a ton of credit. But their offense, just unable to cash in at all. Their special teams have been miserable to watch. And so, yeah, you're, I mean, you know, you're, you're wondering, hey, are these guys going to get a win? Well, the seven-point favorites this week against the West Virginia team, people will say, well, you know, they were close to beating uh, first-place TCU. Yeah, and they got killed by Tech the week before. They've got no identity. They don't do one thing particularly well at all. It feels like Neil Brown got a little bit of a dead man walking vibe right now. They just lost C.J. Donaldson for the rest of the year. Uh, J.T. Daniels has been up and down this season, and they're trying to figure things out on offense. So, in the defense hasn't been that good. And, the, yeah, this game, I mean, I don't know what the winner gets besides the, you know, the conference win, but, like, is it something that could catapult you the rest of the way? I don't think so. I think it's two teams. I'm not sure they underperformed 100%. I mean, somebody had to lose games in this conference, but two fan bases that I bet feel like their teams did underperform this year. Hey, what do you make of Oklahoma? Uh, they're they're sub-500 in the conference. They're 5-3 and three overall. They have won two in a row. What do you make of this football team right now? Yeah, they're starting to improve, right? I, I think last week defensively was much better for them. Uh, I know the Iowa State offense is bad, but you have to start somewhere from where their defense was. I mean, getting torched by TCU, getting torched by Kansas State, getting torched by the Longhorns. Those were really uh, poor efforts. And, and and look, Jason Bean and company, they moved the ball all over you know, Oklahoma at times as well. Um, 
I thought last week was a good game because they asserted themselves as the better team, right? They score on special teams. They managed the game on offense against a very good uh, defense. They had their running back go for a hundred plus and a touchdown when they needed them to stay able to control a game from that perspective. They forced the turnovers and they had to. And so we've seen the last couple of weeks, they've won in some different ways. And, uh, you know, they should be pretty well rested, right? Getting that by, you getting in the middle of those two. So I think it's, it's the improving team. Now, do they finish at nine and three? I think there's some injury stuff that will factor into that, but it's an improving team. And that's why I think this game is so interesting because both of these teams, Baylor and Oklahoma were in weird spots. And now it looks like they're beginning to kind of get their footing back. And they're beginning to improve a little bit week by week, and so I think it's a you know it's a huge momentum it's a huge momentum game, right? I mean, somebody's momentum is going to be stopped, and, and Baylor still very much alive in the Big Twelve title hunt because it's just two losses right now in the league is right there, and Oklahoma starting to get their feet back, you know, starting to start to get some momentum, and starting to get the ball to their playmakers right now. I feel a little bit better about where Baylor is than I do about where Oklahoma is. Oklahoma State, you mentioned Spencer Sanders, and it, if he is not there, can they bounce back against this Jayhawk team at home? Um, no, I don't think so, because they're so banged up in the back end. They're, they're, their defense has got so many problems right now. And, look, I'm a huge fan. I love Mason Cotton. He's an awesome but they've got a lot of guys on this defense, especially the back end, that have been injured. And if you're going up against Jason Dean, it's not really the quarterback you want to be going up against in this situation. Also, Kansas has been gashed in the run game as well, and I don't know if they can run the football very well. They have not been able to as of late. So, you know, Gunnar Gundy or Garrett Rangel, I mean, it's not – their team is so dependent on the quarterback, Spencer – like, Texas Tech is very dependent on the quarterback, period, right? Whoever it is, they have to toss the ball around a lot. Um, Oklahoma State is very dependent on Spencer Sanders, who is their quarterback, right? Like, there is so much that falls on the shoulders of him because he's been there for so long. He's become such a good playmaker. He can, you know, use his legs in certain spots to extend drives, to extend plays, to pick up those, you know, third and seven, third and sixes. He's really good at that now. And I don't know what you get with Gundy and Wrangle against what should be a rested and very, very hungry Kansas team that is looking to get that sixth win and become bowl eligible. They're five and zero start, you know, the three losses in a row. They now must be sitting there and thinking, all right, now is the time. We've got a wounded animal coming to us. We can put the nail in the coffin for their Big 12 title hopes. And a backup quarterback. And this is our shot at home to get ourselves to a bowl game. Uh, and, and, you know, for the first time in what, since 2007, 2008. So I think I, I, I love the spot for Kansas. And you're seeing the odds makers right now. I think the line yesterday, guys, was Oklahoma State by a pair by two, which I think that pretty, pretty uh, obviously reflects the quarterback situation, you know, and, Mike Gundy's so down low about this stuff. He will not talk about it. He's, he's refused to do it. He told Molly McGrath a few weeks ago, and so that was a mistake. And so he's been really quiet about the quarterbacks with injuries about at all. 
So we won't hear anything, but I think the line tells you that Vegas knows we're probably not going to see Spencer Sanders out there this week. The Big 12 hires Brett Yormark and uh, introduced him back in the summer. I don't think he's even got the pictures hung on the wall in his office yet, and he makes a big deal with uh, ESPN and Fox. We, we know the benefits for this league. How does that affect our neighbors to the left, the Pac-12? Uh, it's a, <laughs> our neighbors to the left, yeah, in more ways than one, right? <laughs> yeah, um, well, good point. That, that, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think this is now, the, the pressure is now on George Klyavkov to get a deal done because we know what the standard is. And look, there are some folks in the Pac-12 circles who believe that they are going to get to get more than that figure. The one advantage they have is this, is that they have less teams, right? So it's less mouths to feed overall. And they do have some really good brands at the top. I believe that. I, I'm not somebody who's just rah-rah Big 12 all the time. But you have to admit, the Pac-12 does have Oregon and Washington, which in my opinion are very big brands. The one thing those brands have to mention, uh, those schools have to manage is how long do they want the deal to be and, you know, uh, will it give them a chance to jump ship and eventually join a different conference if possible? Because all we're really waiting for here is the Big Ten to come knocking on Oregon and Stanford and Cal and Washington or some iteration of that of their door. And this whole this whole deal, the whole stability gets nuked. And look, they're still deciding on that. But George Glyavkov now has to contend with a standard being set by the Big 12. Um, not sh- and here's the thing, guys. Fox meant this is mentioned in the article, Sports Business Journal. Fox was swayed by how competitive the Big 12 was. They liked the fact that Oklahoma and Texas are not involved in the Big 12 title race. We're talking about Baylor and Oklahoma State and TCU and Kansas State. You cannot say that right now for that league, for the Pac-12, they don't have that level of competition. So it sounds like it's going to have to be an ESPN plus a streamer. They're going to have to get a certain dollar figure, and they've still got the specter of the Big Ten hanging over them, which it feels like it's not going to happen right now, but it's still there. So George Glyavkov, there's a reason the deal is not done yet. Brett Yormark's naturally more aggressive, but the clock's not ticking on Glyavkov, but the, the, you know, the walls are closing in per se because some standards are being set now by the Big 12, and they they need to reach those they, or get close to those to make sure some schools don't leave, like Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Josh, great stuff as always. Uh, what do you uh, what do you got coming up on the podcast? Yeah, we're going to break down those college football playoff rankings today. Share some thoughts about where these teams are ranked and the explanations for why they were ranked, where they were ranked. So that's coming up today. And then a full weekend preview as well. Find Locked on Big 12 over your podcast and on YouTube as well. Josh, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much. Yep, have a good one. You too. That's uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. Uh, from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line uh, from the 903, uh, another question for y'all is did the playoff committee – Tell the nation last night there are two conferences that can get into the playoffs, the SEC and the Big Ten, unless you are Oregon, USC, or Notre Dame. TCU deserves more respect than the committee is giving them. Is that what they said? They're not getting in. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's two that are there. And, again, I stand by it and until proven wrong. God. They're not getting in. So you're telling me a 13-0 no. TCU team cannot get in? Nope. Not if, not if Georgia and Alabama have one loss. Boy, that is they're not getting in. That is a punch in the gut to this conference. All right, uh, we we will uh, step aside right here. When we come back, we're going to zip through some of those uh, games that are being moved from Friday night to Thursday night, and we may dive back into this conversation. It's fascinating. Uh, you know, I refuse to believe that because I don't want to believe that. <laughs> you may be you may be spot on, but man, I don't want to believe that. Seven fifty two. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, if I was your professor, try to put yourself back in the days of being 18, 19 years old, would you sign up for one of my classes? Like if I were my age and you were a college student, you think you'd like to be in one of my classes? I would weigh my options. That would be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Aaron would look around. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you at Slovacek You'll love our sausage. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. At Morrison's Gifts, they get it. It's just too early to think about gifts for the holidays, and suddenly you realize they're here and you just don't have the money for the gifts they really deserve. That's why Morrison's offers layaway. Spread those payments out and be a hero at the holidays. Choose from John Hart and Cotuela bags, totes and purses, jelly cat plush animals, and over 70 other lines of gifts and gourmet items. That's Morrison's Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills next to Jason's Deli. It's time to start prepping for your football festivities at Specs. Specs knows tailgating in Texas is serious business, and that's why we've got a seriously big selection of everything you need to turn every game into the big game. Raise your team spirits to new heights with world-class wines, craft cocktails, ice-cold beers, and enough gourmet snacks to keep your team fueled up for the season. It's tailgate season at Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games this week in college football, including Oklahoma State at Kansas State, Ohio State versus Penn State, Baylor versus Texas Tech, 
Kentucky versus Tennessee. Michigan State versus Michigan. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton, off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A two-run homer in the bottom of the first by Bryce Harper was the first of five round trippers for the Phillies in a 7-0 win over the Astros. Philadelphia now leads the series two games to one with game four tonight in Philadelphia. The first college football playoff rankings has Tennessee in the top spot, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. There were 12 trades reported just before the NFL trade deadline yesterday. Neither the Cowboys nor the Texans were involved in any of those trades. The Duco basketball season gets underway tonight at the Highlands Gym. Former Baylor assistant Bill Brock leads the High Lassies for the first time against Glenn at 5.30, while Kevin Gill starts his 21st season at the helm of the Highlanders, hosting Glenn at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 7.56, drive safely on your way to work or to school this morning. Be especially careful in and around our school zones. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. All right, a lot of high school football. And, uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, by the way, John Morse will be here with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. Uh, a lot of high school football games are being sh- moved uh, from Friday night to Thursday night because of the, uh, uh, the forecasted uh, inclement weather that uh, – that uh, we're expecting on Friday night. And then there's several games in, that are not being moved, which is interesting. So here, here's, what, here's what we know. Uh, Ward, you guys are, are going to move from uh, Friday night to, to Thursday night, Copper's Cove and Temple, and, uh, and, move the, and change the time. Uh, it's going to be a 7 o'clock kick mm-hmm. with a 6.30 pregame. I, I think you have to do Thursday nights at 7 o'clock because of school on Friday. Stephenville at La Vega at 7.30. Well, there you go. That answers that question. <laughs> Hillsboro at Venus. By the way, we'll have the broadcast of the uh, Temple Cove game. Talk about that real quick. Talk about playoff implications with that football game. Temple? Yes. Is it set? Is it's it set. done? It's okay. already it's a done deal. Uh, Temple will have Waxahachie next Friday night at Wildcat Stadium. Next Friday night at Wildcat Stadium. Good deal. Uh, Cove in Temple, as we mentioned. Stephenville at La Vega. Hillsboro uh, at uh, Venus. Uh, Robinson, Robinson and Conley are going to move uh, to uh, Thursday night over at Mac People Stadium tomorrow night. West is going to do the same at uh, Dallas Inspired Vision. Uh, Whitney is going to play Dallas Gate uh, Gateway Charter School. Uh, that'll be Thursday night at uh, seven. Malakoff is going to play Grosbeck at seven thirty uh, at the Goat Palace tomorrow night. Troy and Cameron will play at seven thirty tomorrow night. Axtell and Itasca will play. At 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, what else do we have? Crawford and Bruce Villetti also moving to 7.30 on Thursday night. Marlin and Valley Mills. Moody and Rosebud Lott. So a lot of the 8-2A games. Uh, let's see. Hubbard and Mark. I didn't know that. Hubbard and Mark's going to move. Uh, in fact, I talked to Kevin Hoffman yesterday. Uh, but Hubbard and Mark will... Uh, We'll play at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Da- Big game in the district. Dawson and Wortham, I think each have one loss in district play, both to uh, Mart 
So they're playing for second place in all likelihood, and that will be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Milano uh, and Chilton at 7 o'clock. Iola and Bremont also tomorrow night. Uh, let's see, Riker and Weatherford Christian tomorrow night. Uh, in your six-man ranks, Gosim takes on the number one team of the state, Abbott. That'll be tomorrow night. Evant Jonesboro, Oglesby Buckholtz, Cransville Gap, and Iredell, uh, some of the games. Now, uh, the game that we're going to have right here, Waco High and Colleen, that is, that is still on for Friday night. Mm-hmm. Still on for Friday night. And if we didn't call your, 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 your team, we're going to do some more checking today. Uh, you got some more? Yeah, Colleen Shoemaker and Granberry out of that same district. Uh-huh. They've moved to Thursday night. Red Oak and Middle Othian have now moved to Thursday night. Both 7 o'clock uh, kickoffs out of that district. Uh, the one that lines up with that district in District 1, uh, Region 1, District 3, Saginaw and South Hills Thursday night at 5 o'clock. Uh, Azel and Burleson Centennial at 7 o'clock tomorrow night at BISD Stadium. Brewer and Alito now move to uh, Bearcat Stadium tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And Justin Northwest and Denton Ryan have also moved to tomorrow night at 7 o'clock as well. A bunch of games in the mm-hmm. Metroplex have been moved, but you know that, that one matches up with the district uh, that you were just talking about with the Waco Lions and the Colleen Kangaroos and Ellison and Lake Belton. All those with playoff implications. That is your matchup uh, coming up. Also, the Temple matchup in 12-6A, mm-hmm. every one of those games in that uh, District 11, which has DeSoto... The, the District of Doom, as mm-hmm. we all know it. All of their games move to Thursday night. There you go. Uh, th- and I'm sure there may be some more today. We will, uh, we're going to be you know, on the phones doing some checking uh, as, uh, as the day goes along. But uh, uh, suffice it to say, uh, be loose. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can tell you is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very fluid situation. And we'll, uh, we'll get you up to speed as best we can here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. All right. Uh, you got another one? Yeah, uh, Brian and Harker Heights have now moved to okay. Thursday night at Leo Buckley as well. There you go. So that's a that's a Thursday night game. That's another good point is games that, uh, like the Waco like, Colleen game, is, is at Leo, Leo Buckley. Buckley. So, yep. you know, but I'm telling you right if now. If they want to move Thursday, they're going to have to change location. Right. There was a lot of conversation going on yesterday about doing that. And, you know, I didn't even think about if you make that decision to move, you just affected junior varsity, freshman, and and junior high games that happen to be played on you know this week as well. So Temple's you're, you're playing tonight. Yeah, you're moving a lot of games. So there you go. All right, it's just after eight o'clock. We're running late, but we we felt like we wanted to get that information to you. Here's John with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking volleyball, football, and men's and women's basketball. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodation, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco. We have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will have you driving home in style, like a new 2022 Dodge Challenger Charger. Don't settle for anything less than high-quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Allen Samuels in Waco is the place to shop for Dodge Challenger and Charger. Stop by today or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Come by. Let's be friends. Kids can now join the Baylor Cub Club, the official kids club of Baylor Athletics, presented by Green Eye Associates. Fans 12 and under can register for the low cost of $25 and gain exclusive benefits and access to Baylor Athletic events. Members receive free admission to select events, exclusive giveaway access, and their own membership package. To register your cub, please visit BaylorBears.com slash Cub Club. Registration closes December 7th, so sign up today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Baylor's Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, beginning with 11th-ranked Baylor Volleyball in action on the road tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Ranked, uh, moved up to number 11 at uh, at Texas Tech, 6 p.m. You can watch it on uh, ESPN Plus and uh, excited, you know, they're uh, – they're playing really, really well as uh, they're getting closer to the end of the, the Big 12 season. Football headed back on the road. Big win in Lubbock and now headed to Norman Saturday. Yeah, really proud of the, the way the team played in, in Lubbock. You know, we've used the phrase complimentary football and uh, and probably not in a in a positive way. And I thought we were able to use it in a positive way following, following the game. And, um, you know, tough atmosphere. have talked about it. And now – you know, we turn around and we go into another really, really hostile environment. And, uh, you know, 2 p.m. kick, ESPN Plus, um, two teams fighting, scratching, and clawing to stay relevant. And uh, and so it, uh, it should be a heck of a matchup. How about we throw some basketball in the mix now? The women have their exhibition game coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night against uh, Southwest Baptist. And then uh, I know you didn't ask, but I'm just going to roll right into it. <laughs> then uh, both men's and women's basketball opening up the, the regular season on Monday, November 7th. And uh, the men at 11 a.m. against Mississippi Valley State. It is future Bears Day. So we're going to have over 6,000 kids from 33 <laughs> schools. Uh, local schools will be in attendance. Um, I'm just telling you, bring your earplugs because it is, <laughs> right. it is a, a loud environment. And then uh, – Later that later that day, uh, our women will tip off at seven o'clock versus uh, versus Lamar, and uh, so great day for uh, for men's and women's basketball. Thanks, Mac, and that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucin Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucin builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. Eight oh seven. Welcome back in. This is game time. We're in hour two of the program. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, and we are in the Alan Samuels studios. It's a little foggy this morning, isn't it? Uh, but mm-hmm. should be a nice day by the time it burns off. So there you go. Uh, we we mentioned the college football playoff releasing their their first their first poll. Well, there's several. Uh, organizations that have done this. I'm looking at the athletic. I just, you know, I'm, I subscribe to the athletic. So I was looking at the athletic and they p- put together what the 12 team field looks like with conference champions in, you know, in the at large and, and just all of those pieces that go into a 12 team playoff. And I want you guys to tell me what you think of this 12 team playoff. Here's what they've got uh, in the first round. Oregon and USC, that's your 8-9 matchup, and they're paired in the second round with Tennessee, which gets the bye. In, in, uh, in the, in still in the top of the bracket, Georgia plays Tulane, the 12 seed, with that winner matching up with TCU, who also draws a bye into the second round as the 4 seed. Michigan plays Ole Miss, that's a 6-11. And they match up with Clemson in the bottom half of the bracket. And then Alabama plays LSU. That's a 7-10 matchup with the winner matching up with Ohio State, the two seed in the bottom of the bracket. I think that makes for some fun football. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. And, And, you know, look, I just said Tulane. Do, would I ever say Tulane college football playoff in the same sentence if we're not talking about a 12-team playoff? No. Never. Nope. Never. Ward has the conspiracy theory that n- nobody other than a big uh, SEC or Big Ten school is getting into this, this party. No, I didn't say that. If you're in the Big 12 and you're Texas or Oklahoma, you get in. Anybody else? Does not get in. So you're saying brand name. Yes, has a lot to do with it. I I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. Where I'm struggling, you know, if you tell me that they had one loss and they're going to take a one-loss SEC school over a one-loss Big 12 school. Well, tighten up your belt. It's fixing to happen. You you do you believe TCU goes undefeated in this I, league? I know I don't. I, I don't, don't think I, they do. I think the league is too stinking good, and and that's another that's another problem. The league is being punished for being good top to bottom. I mean, I think it would be unbelievably difficult for TCU, who's the only who ha, you know, and we talk about TCU because they're the only one that still has a chance. TCU's eight no, they still have a chance. But they got to win five more games. That's, I mean, look, that's crazy. That's that's where I'm struggling because this conference, top to bottom, is it's unbelievably good. It is. 
And if they find a way to do it, and you still are on the outside beating on the stinking door trying to get in? You're not getting in. Oh, my goodness. You keep saying that, but... Ugh. You can get mad all you want. It what? ain't happening. Come on. Somebody in that committee, where are they at? Grand Prairie? Hanging out at the Gopher Bowl or something? I don't know. <laughs> Great stadium. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but come on. You're going to take an, a one-loss whoever over an undefeated team in this conference? Yes. As good as this conference is this year? Yes. Stop it, Ward White. Unless it's Stop Texas it. or OU, and it's not. So, yes. Stop it. I mean, that's just not right. That's just not fair. So, uh, quick note here. Valley Mills is moving to Thursday. Thank you, Robert, on our CNC Collision Center text line. So, uh, 8-12. I, in, in, I, I know when we get to 12 teams, you know, there's going to be some complaining about, well, who was, you know, as XYZ should have been 12, not 13. I, I get that. That's Look, we got, what, 68 basketball teams? And people complain about being yeah, it's part 69. Of the yeah, it, it is. I get that. I, you're never going to satisfy everybody. You can't do it. You can't do it. But when you're telling me there's an undefeated college football team that does not have a chance to play for its championship, that's a problem. That's a problem. And I know we're trying to resolve the problem getting to 12. Do we get to 12 in 2024, or is it 2025? Probably 25. I, you know what? I'm starting to believe you're right. I didn't think – I thought, okay, the president said let's do this deal. And now the playoff committee still can't seem to find a way to put it together for 2024. Why? They don't want to. Well, I, I'm starting to believe you're right. Why can't you figure out a way from a television standpoint – from a scheduling standpoint, from a fun, just basic writing the fundamental rules of a 12-team playoff, why can't you get that together? There's a bunch of smart people on this committee. Why can't they get it together? They've met a nine. They've met nine million times. Put it together. Put 12 teams. Look, you know as well as I do. That if TCU somehow, some way, zips through this thing, wins the Big 12 championship, they're 13-0, and and they don't get in, and you don't have the playoff to 12 next year, wow. That is going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem anyway. I mean, if you, again, I, I heard the other day, one of the talking heads, for those who weren't with us earlier, that said... If you are an undefeated Power 5 school, you are going to get into the playoff. And you don't agree with it? Josh no. Neighbors doesn't agree with it. He's drunk. <laughs> well, he may have been. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't, we didn't do a breathalyzer. We, I was just watching him you know, talk about college football. And maybe he was. But, uh, man, I, I hope you're wrong, and I hope he's right. I, I and, but I'm with you. I don't think we find out. I think I think five and zero oh for TCU is going to be an awfully tough deal this year. 
well, in this again, league. If, if it all works out where Alabama and Georgia have the, the one loss and Georgia's one loss is what in the championship Tennessee? game, then they're, then they're in. What about Tennessee? Well, they won't be there. And they're right now, if you were to ask me today, and again, this is just an opinion. They're going to get that one loss Saturday. Tennessee? Mm-hmm. I think they beat Georgia. Okay. Do you? Where Where's it being played at? Do we know that? Well, I'm sure we do. I, I haven't looked it up. I just think, I think offensively. Yeah, I think they have that scheduled. Yeah. I, I I think Tennessee, they're all, I think, I just like the way they they play offense. I think Tennessee wins. Fourth. So it's, it's in I'll, Athens. I'll take the dogs then. Between the hedges. Mm-hmm. But, but what if it's Tennessee with the one loss? What if they get beat Saturday and then go through and get to the Then con- Georgia and Alabama are going to get in on top of them. If all three hey, – anyway, all right. And Clemson is undefeated? Yes. Clemson's in. Who's out? And Ohio State's undefeated? Ohio State's in. Tennessee's out. Well, I get that part. If they're undefeated and, and Tennessee's got one loss, they're Okay, out. if Ohio State and Clemson both and Tennessee all have one loss, Ohio State and Clemson are getting in. Wow. But right now, the Vols sit at the number one spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, throwing a little love till they get beat this weekend. Look, if you lose, I get it. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about undefeated teams. Okay. TCU's not getting in. <laughs> it's eight seventeen. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The Riesel Coaches Show with Tyler Crow is brought to you by Kyla Dietrich and Kelly Realtors. Coach, coming off a 43 to nothing loss to number three Crawford last Friday night, talk a little bit about this game. Offensively for you, you had some penalties early that stalled some drives, and defensively they were able to hit some big plays in the run game. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Crawford does a good job, and um, you know their kids play hard, and they get a lot out of themselves. They've got some talent, too. Um, and so uh, you know they hit a couple big runs in the first couple drives. Um, we just missed some tackles, and you can't do that against them. And so, um, and then combine that with the fact we were behind the chains quite a bit in the first half. Uh, we had a few holdings and um, a block blow the waist and just some things like that. And you can't get in um, those kind of positions against a good football team because um, they're not going to let you get first downs on second and 23. Now you finished district play Friday night against Bosqueville, and it's pretty simple going into this game, Coach. The winner is in the playoffs and the loser isn't. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, this is pretty much the fourth place game, it looks like, uh, for our district. And, um, you know, Coach Xander's been there for a while and does a good job. Their program's in. Their kids know what to do. They play hard. Um, and so um, for the fans' sake, I hope it's a good game. Offensively for the Bulldogs, they run a spread offense. Uh, yes, they RPO. Uh, they throw the ball. The quarterback's a real good player. He's a multiple-year starter. Um, they've got a couple of big play receivers that if you don't get them on the ground, they can they can go the distance for sure. And if you underestimate their run game, they're, they're not scared to, to run the inside zone and a little bit of power at you, too. What about defensively? Uh, defensively, they play a lot of man-to-man. Uh, they bring pressure, um, and uh, they run to the ball real well. Uh, their linebackers do a real good job, and their free safety do a real good job of running to the ball. So we've got to make sure we, um, you know, get a hat on them um, if we want to be successful. ESPN Central Texas. 
Hi, Central Texas. This is Hyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. It's fall. Pumpkin spice is everywhere and football is back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. Eight twenty-one. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. What? Turn your mic off. No, Ryan. Tom, Tom Ward, Ryan, and Stephanie from Sales giggling and. I'm just our conversations. We. <laughs> She's just happy to be here. I am. She's just happy to be anywhere. I'm just happy. Wow. <laughs> is he not? Why do you always pick on me? I don't understand. <laughs> We know that. <laughs> now, I didn't say that. Um, Ward said that. Anyways. But see, get on Ward. He's the one that's raining on all of our parades today. What is wrong with you, Ward? Yeah, Ward. You got your Christmas tree up. You should be happy, happy, I happy. Am. I'm super happy. <laughs> I can tell. Ain't nobody getting in better than another. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're not. I feel bad for TCU. Rah, rah. Here we go. Let's start that conversation again. <laughs> Well, so what do you got? I think this is interesting. So I watched the World Series game last night. Who won? The Phillies, seven zero. Oh, okay. Yep. Those fans are crazy. And I don't know what is going on with baseball players these days, but they all have long beards and they look like they have mullet haircuts. Like, is that back in style? Yes, the mullet has made a comeback. Yes, clearly it is, and they're all they're all from the mountains. Philly's not in the mountains. It's oh, in Philadelphia. No, it's a, I know, but Philadelphia's high atop in the mountains. They're, I mean, they're mountain men. I've never seen a mountain in Philadelphia. How many times have you been to Philadelphia? Twice. And you didn't see the mountains? No, but I saw the bell. What is it? The Liberty Bell. I didn't see I no s- mountains. I saw the bell. 
<laughs> but let me let this you is see what, the Rocky statue. No, I didn't. No, no, but I ate some good food there, like a Philly cheesesteak. So let's get oh. on to that real quick. They're called the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm thinking their mascot should be a Philly cheesesteak, but no, what is it? It is a green, large, furry, flightless bird. In other words, it cannot fly. That's, that's, that's what flightless means. Duh. But it has an extended tongue. What the heck does that mean? Gross. I, I, but hang on. The I mean, ass- his tongue is sticking out. I know. I guess oh. to catch flies or bird or what do birds eat? Worms? I don't know. But I would rather be a cheesesteak than cheese a flightless. <laughs> I would rather be that than a flightless green bird. Now, the mascot for the Astros is named Orbit. Okay. And it's green with long antennas with baseballs on it. Now, hang on. I looked up the word orbit. It's like a rock in outer space. It is not a furry green thing with four limbs. It's just its name. Still, if I'm going to be an asteroid, Houston Astros, I want to be like a rock. They're not the asteroids. Well, I'd rather be an asteroid. Isn't that a rock? So asteroid. Astros. They're the Astros I or know. astronauts. I just think it's funny that you got <laughs> because two the big... space station is in Houston. That's what they're named for. Well, wouldn't you want to be like the Rockets? What do you want to call the Rocket Man? Just Houston the Rocket Rockets. Man's play Elton John when they you... come out of the dugout. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> now, I didn't know this. The Phillies used to be the Blue Jays, and the Houstons. The Houstons? The, Houston's. the fighting the Houston's. Houstons. The Houstons. <laughs> the Astros used to be. Astros. Astros. They're the I, what Astros. Did I, what am I saying? You're okay, saying Astros. Well, I'm still stuck on They're the rock. They're not Astros. They're Astros. The Houston Astros. No. Astros. I can't <laughs> no. say that Used to be Colt 45. The Colt 45s. Yes. yes. Is that a gun or is that a beer? They also yes. used to play on the turnpike in Arlington. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. The Colt 45s played at the Turnbike Stadium in Arlington, and then they moved to Houston. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. And the average ticket price tonight is $1,100. For the Houston who? Astros. 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 I said Astros. No, you didn't. No, you did you there. Did. I didn't say Astroid. I said Astros with, I don't know. I just think it's This weird. morning, you're talking <laughs> like you normally talk around 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the evening. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're so wrong. I'm working out about that time. <laughs> yeah, 12 ounces yeah. at a time. Pearls. <laughs> hey, and let me tell you one more fact. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> the Phillies were, were the first MLB team to lose to reach 10,000 losses. <laughs> well, they're, they're the oldest Major League Baseball franchise ever. Did not know that. Yep. That they were the oldest? They're the, I thought the Dodgers or the Yankees no, were. No, Philadelphia. Look it up. Okay. Well, Do a little research. Anyways, they got green mascots. It's so weird to me. <clears throat> He's the Philly fanatic. Mm-hmm. I know. His name is Fanatic. And you yeah. got Orbit. Orbit. For the Astros. <laughs> I'd still rather be a rocket. Hi. Anyways, happy Wednesday. Wait, Thanks, is Steph. It Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Have a good day. You know, the first time that the <laughs> Phillies fanatic was seen at the ballpark? Maybe when they turned to the Phillies and they weren't the Blue Jays anymore. 1976. No. 72. April 25th, 1978. 78, okay. Oh. I knew it was, it was in that range.
You're full of knowledge. Lots a, of knowledge. I have a ton of useless information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly you do, too. Oh. oh. How about that one, huh? I'm out of here now. I hope you, <laughs> do you have. Do you know who designed the, the mascot? I don't. Somebody who was drunk? Nope. Jim Henson. Really? Oh, the Muppet dude. Yep. Yep. Well, he looks like a Muppet. He looks like a Muppet. Uh, well, there you go. There you go. Well, all y'all right. have a good day. Go sell something. I will. All right. See Bye. you later. Uh, it's uh, 827. Uh, as we uh, pull out of the ditch and back onto the road, here we go uh, from the CNC Collision Center text line. This is Jeff. Why is Div- and Boy, I, I love this question because we've asked it a million times. Why is Division One college football the only league decided by overpaid dummies? Uh, they're, they're, uh, the rest of the world, uh, top to bottom at all levels is built on the field. That's why, uh, that's what makes it a joke. And the committee just sits back and laughs. They have the last word, don't they? Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. Uh, and it doesn't make uh grumpy old fan says, uh, the Phillies started out as the Quakers and became the Phillies in 1890. Very nice. Yeah, good, good stuff there. Uh, let's see, Corey, Philly fanatic. Let's see, Philly fanatic, uh, probably the most popular mascot in baseball. I wouldn't argue with that either. Uh, let's see, just zipping through. We mentioned Valley. Uh, okay. I think we got caught up on our, on our text. We appreciate everybody for texting in and, and, uh, sounding off on any subject that you might want to uh, talk about this morning. Uh, let's see, uh, bu- 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 uh, no, let's get to this one. I think this is a good one. And uh, this was from a while back, and I apologize we didn't get to it. Uh, Jerry says on our CNC Collision Center text line, we were talking about the Cowboy wide receiver package mm-hmm. uh, earlier. Jerry said the problem with your wide receiver picture is based on ifs. If Gallup is 100% and if Lamb continues to, to grow into the to a legit number one, it's, it's a valid point. But you would hope that with where they're at right now that, that – the front office and the coaching staff believe that that's where this team is, or is at least headed there, uh, like now. Because Ward is, it, wouldn't you agree that the door on this team, they got to go now, don't they? That's what I'm saying. You, you, I don't, I don't know why. When you have this defense, you don't push your chips all in the middle of the table and say, "Hey, we're going to go for it right now." Why we have the opportunity, and they didn't. And I, I still don't believe they have the wide receiving core. To, to get it done. All right. Well, you've just been cheerful and, and, and happy all morning with all these. Well, I'm just being a realist. No, well, maybe so. 829, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Ryan Aber from the uh, the uh, Oklahoma newspaper. We'll talk Oklahoma and Baylor. We'll get into the uh, all kinds of fun stuff, maybe even the college football playoff. You never know. Uh, it's all coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. As we welcome into the program from the Ranger Radio team, Jared Sandler. It's always a, a great sign when you get the guy you want. That's, you know, what happened here. The Rangers targeted Bruce Bochy. I think fair to say the minute that they parted ways with Chris Woodward, Bruce Bochy was the, the apple in their eye. You know, after three years off, can he still manage at the same level he did? Well, that remains to be seen. But this is a pretty significant hire for the Rangers. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal House. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love Love our sausage. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. At homer in the bottom of the first by Bryce Harper was the first of five round trippers for the Phillies in the 7 nothing win over the Astros. Philadelphia now leads the series two games to one with game four tonight in Philadelphia. The first college football playoff rankings has Tennessee in the top spot, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. TCU is seventh right behind Michigan and Alabama. There were 12 trades reported just before the NFL trade deadline yesterday. Neither the Cowboys nor the Texans were involved in any of those trades. The Juco basketball season gets underway tonight at the Highlands Gym. Former Baylor assistant Bill Brock leads the Highlassies for the first time against Blinn at 530, while Kevin Gill starts his 21st season at the helm of the Highlanders, hosting Blinn at 730. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. It's 8:34. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor and OU coming up this Saturday from Norman, and we're joined now by Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman. Ryan, good morning. We appreciate it. Before we talk about the matchup, I want to get your thoughts on last night's uh, college football playoff release. Uh, it, TCU at seven. What, what was your thought when you first saw that? You know, I wasn't completely surprised. You know, given what we know about the committee, and obviously. Uh, you know, the way that they, they value some of the things of the SEC, 
you know, I, I expected Tennessee to be on top. They were with that win over Alabama, and, and certainly Alabama, even though its resume outside of, uh, you know, even that loss to PCU isn't the strongest. Uh, they've, uh, you know, get, get plenty of respect, obviously. And uh, it, it just, it, it's another sign that, you know, TCU, if it wants to make the playoff, is likely to have to go undefeated to do it. So, uh, you know, disappointing for TCU, certainly, but uh, not completely unexpected, I thought. Ryan, how healthy are the Sooners going into Saturday's game? Well, they're as healthy as they've been in, in quite a while, with Billy Bowman having come back last week. Obviously, uh, Dylan Gabriel uh, been back uh, for a few weeks. Uh, they've, they've got uh, several more guys. Damon Harmon was, uh, you know, a, a big guy, a uh, big return for them after uh, just a really scary injury against TCU. So they're they're as healthy as they've been in a while. They did have uh, backup running back Devontae Barnes was out on Saturday. We'll see if he's able to play uh, against Baylor or if it's Marcus Major in that uh, backup spot. But uh, they've they've gotten some key guys back over the last few weeks. Sooners have won two in a row uh, under first-year head coach Brent Venables. Where is the program right now, in your opinion? Well, I, I think it's certainly in a period of transition, and, and that's something that I think we expected. I don't know that a lot of people expected it to be this uh, rocky there, although it, you know, I, I think maybe we should have, given how much they lost, especially on the defensive side and, and just – how big of a shift it was when Brent Vittables came in, but uh, you know they've they've been changing uh, the recruiting dynamic there. Obviously, with Brent Venables coming in with a defensive mind, and and also with a, a look forward uh, to the SEC. So I think uh, there's certainly some concern among Sooner fans over where uh, this this program is headed, but I, I think it's the cautious optimism especially after uh, the way that they played the last couple of weeks after uh, a losing streak that it, you know, there's a lot of OU fans around here who had never experienced that, uh, you know, given the fact that they hadn't lost three straight games since 1998. Jeff Levy likes to go fast after seeing what Baylor did to Texas Tech, who wanted to go fast last week. Do they change the game plan a little bit or do you have to just be yourself? Yeah, I think, one, they've got to just be themselves and, and do whatever feels comfortable to them. But also the last couple of games, I think one of the things that's helped them is the fact that they have slowed down a little bit. And it's not only helped the offense. I think OU's offense is all right. They've, uh, you know, they they haven't been the issue as long as Dylan Gabriel's been healthy. When Dylan Gabriel's out, you know, it's a different story. But helping out their defense a little bit, uh, giving, letting them uh, have some rest. It's obviously helped that they've been able to run the football the way that they have over the last few weeks with Eric Gray, especially. So uh, I think they're going to keep doing what they do, do what uh, Jeff Levy does best, but also, you know, Jeff Levy obviously has a, uh, experience with this Baylor defense, having, uh, you know, gone up against it last year in the bowl game. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's not going to just keep the pedal down uh, the entire way for sure. What, 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 what style of running back is Gray? He's, he's pushing 800 yards, I think 796 or something like that. What, what style of running back is, is Eric Gray? Well, he's a guy who is, 
certainly has, has speed and is elusive. He's best served when he gets uh, the ball in the open field. And uh, their their line has certainly helped with that. They use him out of the, the passing game as well. I question going into the season whether he was an every down uh, type of back, if he could handle the, the uh, you know, running between the tackles regularly, things like that. He's certainly proven uh, to be that kind of guy. He's not a big power guy, but he can, uh, you know, make plays when he needs to. But uh, his ability to make people miss the last few weeks, I think it's been really key to uh, them having the kind of success that they have on the ground. Is this defense starting to figure things out? I, I, I would say cautiously optimistic about the defense turning things around. Now, clearly, you know, obviously they gave up 42 points against Kansas. You, you, they certainly would have liked to have seen uh, better numbers there. But I think he saw some things in that game and certainly against Iowa State, although Iowa State just flat can't run the ball. So that 66-yard uh, rushing number that they put up, while impressive, you look at it with a little bit of a skeptical eye. But they're better on the back end, having Billy Bowman back and uh, you know the, that ability to put Woody Washington in uh, his natural spot there corner again and do some different things on the back end. They were able to get after the quarterback last week, which is something that they haven't been able to do in quite a while. Finally got a sack, their first sack from the defensive line in conference play. So there's some signs that they're getting better, but they've got to prove it against Baylor this week because this is a different kind of matchup from uh, the one that they faced the last couple games uh, uh, on the offensive side, on the opposite side. Visiting with Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma. And Ryan, uh, you mentioned a moment ago that, uh, you know, you got a defensive-minded coach and you've got a transition into the SEC coming. And, and the recruiting may be, may be a little different in how they approach things. Do you see the personality of this program changing? And, and if so, how is it changing? And what's it look like to you? Yeah, it, it certainly has. And, you know, you go from Lincoln Riley, who was obviously a great offense mind, and was more, I'd almost say, I don't know if more of a player's coach would be the right way to put it, but certainly a different personality, a more uh, youthful personality. Brent Venables, while the energy is very high, he's a guy who is you know, preaching that, hey, you've got to earn this stuff before you, you get it, talking about NIL deals and, and, and things like that, which – uh, you know, certainly a, a much different play than the one uh, Lincoln Riley was making before. Not saying that one of them is, is better than the other, although I, I wonder if Brent Venables might need to change his approach, especially when it relates to NIL stuff, just with the landscape, the way things are in uh, college football right now. But uh, I think certainly the players have really bought into what Brent Venables is, is selling. Uh, to this point, we'll see how that plays large scale on the recruiting trail, especially as they make that move. I think they've got to get better, obviously, on the defensive line, especially uh, when just when it comes to recruiting. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a different vibe around the program. Um, you know, like I said, not saying that one is better, one is worse, but there's certainly a ma- massive difference from what we saw under uh, Lincoln Riley the last few years. 
Michael Turk is certainly taking a bigger role for this Sooners football team just because of where the offense is. But how big are special teams coming up on Saturday? Can the Sooners win that battle? Yeah, they've been really good there recently. but And it really does start with Michael Turk. He's been fantastic. Had a pair of 60-yard punts on uh, Saturday in the fourth quarter against Iowa State that really helped uh, flip the field around, helped lead to a couple of uh, turnovers as the Cyclones had to really push the ball uh, downfield after being pinned back a couple of times. And he's, uh, you know, a massive weapon. And we saw it last year, even though they didn't, he didn't get a chance to punt just a ton, but uh, his average was, uh, you know, better than anybody in OU history and would have been uh, in, 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 would have set some NCAA records had he punted enough to qualify. So he struggled a little bit initially with just placement, but he's been fantastic recently. And also they've gotten much more aggressive with returns uh, uh, this year with, uh, you know, Marvin Mims on the punts and and Jaleel Farouk on kicks. They've uh, really started to uh, emphasize trying to get solid yardage out of returns. And that's not something that they've done the last few years, whether that was because of just the philosophy under Lincoln Riley or the fact that they had an offense that they felt like didn't need to press for extra yards that they could go out and get with that group instead of chancing a a turnover or things like that on special teams. But they've been really good so far in special teams. Zach Schmidt has been fantastic uh, for them at kicker. So we'll see how that uh, plays out on Saturday. But certainly I think if OU is to find a way to win this game that – they're going to need to perform well in that department. I was going to ask, uh, do you have one specific area where you feel like, hey, the game is going to come down to this? Is it is it the Baylor offense against OU's defense? Is it special teams? Where's that one area that you circle and say, this is what this football game is all about Saturday? Yeah, I think it really, for me, it comes down to uh, Baylor's running game against OU's defense. OU's defense, like I said, I think it's gotten better over the last couple of weeks, but not a hundred percent sure given the, the competition that they face. Baylor's been able to run the ball uh, really effectively. And, and obviously uh, their freshman running back is, has been uh, incredible, but their offensive line is really where it starts. I think if OU is able to get into the backfield to disrupt the passing game, to slow down uh, Richard Reese there, then I, I think, certainly got a really good chance to uh, be successful in this football game. If they're not, it's going to be really difficult to find a path for the Sooners to win uh, on Saturday against Baylor. Hey, Ryan, thanks, man. We appreciate your time as always, and uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon. Have a great day. Sounds great. You too. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much. That's Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma giving you the uh, the the look from the Sooner perspective uh, on this matchup coming up tomorrow. 845, this is game time on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. The Mark Coaches Show with Kevin Hoffman is brought to you by InCommons Bank. Coach, talk a little bit about your, your win over Dawson, 54 to nothing. Both teams went into the game 8-0, and, and your team obviously played played very well. Yeah, we played well both sides of the ball. Special teams was uh, added in, uh, uh, you know, two field goals. And uh, uh, so, you know, did did what we wanted to do, got out fast, uh, 
played well and uh, put the thing out of put it out of hand pretty much in the in the first quarter and uh, you know that's what we want to do and and uh, then you know work on things that we need to work on. I was going to ask, what are some of the goals this time of the year? As you kind of have, I know there's another game to be played, but there's also playoffs that are uh, straight ahead as well. So, what are some of the things that you look for from your football team this this late in the regular season? Well, just to uh, continue to uh, uh, stay hungry and uh, you know not not be complacent and say you know oh, well we're nine and zero oh, and you know we're ten and zero oh, or whatever and you know, we're just going to roll through this thing and, uh, uh, you know, we're going to win every game. And, you know, or the other part is that uh, you get, uh, you know, they've been doing this since the beginning of August. And, uh, you know, hopefully that, uh, that, you know, they they don't get tired, you know. They get tired of, you know, coming to work out in the morning, get tired of coming to practice, you know, those things. Uh, uh, you know, you just have to – kind of watch out for and these kids have done a great job and I don't see that happening but uh, you know those are the things that you look for and and uh, and they just continue to uh to work hard every day and uh, try to be better every day and I mean that's most of the things that we would do offense and defense and special teams it's already in the you know the it, it's in the game plans every week and uh, you just try to fine-tune those things. ESPN Central Texas. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at InCommonsBank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 
A two-run homer in the bottom of the first by Bryce Harper was the first of five round trippers for the Phillies in a 7-0 win over the Astros. Philadelphia now leads the series two games to one with game four tonight in Philadelphia. The first college football playoff rankings has Tennessee in the top spot, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. TCU is seventh right behind Michigan and Alabama. There were 12 trades reported just before the NFL trade deadline yesterday. Neither the Cowboys nor the Texans were involved in any of those trades. The Juco basketball season gets underway tonight at the Highlands Gym. Former Baylor assistant Bill Brock leads the High Lassies for the first time against Blinn at 5.30, while Kevin Gill starts his 21st season at the helm of the Highlanders, hosting Blinn at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, welcome back. This is game time. It's uh, 851 from our CNC Collision Center text line uh, in the uh, 254. Not to say uh, not to say Tom of knowledge is wrong, but Cincinnati is the oldest franchise. All right. Uh, And certainly you can go with that. I'm just going by what the uh, World Atlas had. The oldest MLB teams, according to World Atlas, Philadelphia Phillies, 1883, Boston Red Sox, 1901, Cleveland Indians, 1901, and Detroit Tigers, 1901. Ward, you got a different one. Yeah, this one is dating back to the number one team established in 1871 was the Atlanta Braves, and previous name, the... Boston Red Stockings, Boston Red Caps, Boston Bean Eaters, uh, Boston Doves, several others. Yeah, they were the Boston Braves at one point, yeah, too. Yep, exactly. So that dates back to 1871, the second franchise, the Cubbies, uh, in 1876. Then you have the Cardinals in 1882, and the Pirates in 1881. The Reds in 1881 as well. And then the Giants in 1883, which they were known as the New York Gothams. And then the New York Giants after that. And then the Phillies in 1883. So the timeline on the Phillies is the same. Yeah. But the other teams are ahead of them according to this MLB website. So there you go. Let's just say it was a long time ago. It was. I mean, <laughs> let's roll with that. Uh, Baylor, and we just, uh, and thanks to Ryan Aber, by the way, from the Oklahoma for being on the program. Baylor and OU coming up uh, this Saturday. And, and we were talking yesterday about uh, Richard Reese and his, his number of carries and things of that nature. Uh, Dave Aranda was asked about Richard Reese in his media uh, meeting on Monday. Yeah, he's been, he's been a good focal point. I think we're. We're hopeful, um, you know, still don't know about Squirrel yet. I'm hoping that we can get Squirrel back. And, you know, I think the you saw a lot of positive things from Quaylen. I mean, there's physical runs, um, physical blocks. And so I think, you know, he is coming on at um, – at a, at a way important time. And so I think there's going to be more of, um, you know, um, running back by committee just to help with that overall carry number. Uh, but at the same time, just way proud of of uh, Richard and just his 
his effort and just his his attitude because uh, there's you know there's some goal line runs in there where the daylight is you could fit a quarter in that thing and he found it you know and found it in an aggressive manner that's uh, Dave Aranda talking about Richard Reese and the running back situation. You you kind of disagree, right? I mean, you you like the idea of him being thirty plus. What is a good number? I, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on how the game is going for me. Uh, you know, I don't think you go in there and say he's on a pitch count of any type. You just play the game, and if if he's got the hot hand, you keep feeding the hot hand. And I think that's what they have done the last two weeks. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He had thirty something carries. Saturday night, thirty one. Let him get lathered up. That's when the good backs are good. And and in Quaylen, Quaylen had nine carries on Saturday night. That's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did against Kansas too. Plus, when you're doing that, you're controlling time of possession. They had forty minutes plus of time of possession against KU, and and uh, on Saturday against Texas Tech. All right, we're up against the clock. We got to go. Uh, don't forget, John Morse uh, is coming up at three o'clock. He'll have. Uh, Toby Rowland, the uh, play-by-play voice of OU on the program at 3. Matt's at 4, and we're back tomorrow morning at 7.